Welcome back to another episode of the Big Gold Belt Wrestling Podcast. We're going to get in and out real quick because I don't want um, Mr. Silly Sellis to cry on the air today. Uh, but, um, hello, Mr. Silly Sellis. I'm very sad today, but hi, Aaron. Yeah, um, one of his favorite wrestlers, um, Cody Rhodes, a.k.a. Dashing Cody Rhodes, a.k.a. Stardust, a.k.a. Am I missing any? One half uh, of the Rhodes Scholars. Uh, legacy, one part of legacy. One part of legacy. Um, um, I forgot his group with him and uh, Mr. Alabama Slam guy, Hardcore Holly. I forgot the group that they called themselves when they were tag team champions. I don't remember if they had a name or not. They might have just been like Cody and Bob Holly, but I remember that too. He still kind of does that that kick to the midsection like Hardcore Holly used to do. By the way, that's still Absolutely. part of his move set. But anyways, getting Slam. yeah, yeah, getting getting to the the brunt of it. Um, Cody Rhodes announced today on his personal Twitter that he has asked for his release from WWE. He's been with the company 10 years. Uh, quoting from his personal Twitter account, at PrinceCGR, it says, The past 10 years have been quite the trek, but as of earlier today, I've asked for my release from WWE. And he went on in a second tweet to say, I'll speak further on the matter shortly. Thank you to all the pro wrestling slash sports entertainment fans worldwide. Thank you. Uh, he retweeted this with his Stardust account. His wife uh, made mention of the news on her Twitter, so it seems legitimate, or it's just an amazing work. Um, yeah, this stinks. Um, he's one of your favorite wrestlers, so I guess what was your initial reaction? Because I was, I was out um, working out on my bike when the text kind of came through from you guys, so that's how I heard the news. But what was your initial reaction, and how did you hear the news? Um, I heard the news through this group text, like we always share, you know, about wrestling and stuff or other related material. But my initial reaction was shocked, hurt, but not shocked at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and Dr. M can attest to this. I always, and you can too, Aaron, You, I always pick these wrestlers who are my favorite wrestlers when they're developmental. But when I see the potential that they have, I greatly push them become a world champion right now i'm 0 for 2 uh in my current era and, and when i say current era that means when i when we were in college post now um and mr kennedy was my favorite one to start off and mr kennedy as you remember gimmick was very very hillish beat seven former world champions that he was on track after winning wrestlemania 23 to be the next world heavyweight champion uh, on the smackdown brand and when i even found this out i was very shocked that when i heard the story of his original gimmick uh, when he was going to win the champion. Do you remember when he lost that money in the bank to Edge and then Edge cashed it on the next night against The Undertaker? Yeah, it was a misdiagnosed uh, injury. They thought he was going to be up for a long time, and it was only a few weeks. Um, and Kennedy was supposed to cash in that night. Before this all happened, that same night that Edge cashed in, Kennedy was supposed to cash in at that time. That yep. was the original plan yep. because The Undertaker was hurt. Um, it was just so many misfortunes that Kennedy had. And even going to Cody... Uh, Cody went through the same way. Any gimmick that you put this guy in, 
it worked. I mean, granted, when he first came in, and he even alluded to this on the Chris Jericho podcast when him and Xavier Woods was on there. Once you're coming from uh, amateur background of wrestling, how he dominated high school wrestling, there's a misconception that you automatically can transfer over to the squared circle of the WWE or any professional wrestling. And it's a whole different game. And I remember he was very, very hot in OBW. We're going to push this guy. This is Cody Rhodes. And this is Dusty Rhodes' boy, youngest son. He's going to be way better than Goldust. I remember all these rumors coming around. This was early, early internet stages. And and when he came to WWE, you saw that he was still green because he didn't know the, the IQ of the ring. And he got under Bob Holly, and then he got himself a better uh, way of being a tag team champion. Got with Randy Orton and Ted DiBiase Jr. for Legacy. And then he went on to this Dash and Cody Rhodes gimmick. And for me, when he got to Dash and Cody Rhodes, he finally found what his niche was as a, a hero and then a superhero with undashing Cody Rhodes. It's just very unfortunate that this is another story in the last month where WWE has failed to capitalize on their homegrown talent. It's just sad. Well, it is sad. Like the last two years kind of coming out of the Stardust, Gold Dust feud and what what a lot of us felt could have been properly continued at wrestlemania i think they did the blow off at um fast lane or whatever the pay-per-view was called before wrestlemania at that time um he had a great run though all things considered was he a world champion no should he have been maybe maybe not you know he certainly had the talent to do so but whether it was a size issue or a look issue but you know, he had a lot of a lot of success. I'm just looking at the fact that he's had singles matches at WrestleMania mm-hmm. and Dolph Ziggler hasn't even had singles matches at WrestleMania still to this day. That's a good point. At WrestleMania twenty seven, I was there and that was his biggest WrestleMania moment in his hometown of Atlanta, Georgia. Yep, against Rey Mysterio with his um he had like the mask over his face, the whole gimmick where he, his dashing Cody Rhodes character was just so ashamed of his looks right, after taking exactly. the six one nine. Then he also had the singles match for the IC title where he dropped the title to the Big Show at uh, yeah. WrestleMania twenty eight in um, Miami. He yeah. had the triple threat match, the Legacy triple threat at WrestleMania twenty six. Um, yeah. Twenty nine was he on the card for twenty nine? Uh, that I don't remember. I don't think so. I can't remember off the top of my head, but in addition, when he had that Intercontinental title run, he brought back the classic Intercontinental belt, which is still used today as the white belt. So that was a great gimmick for him to show he brought nostalgia back to the IC title, really. Yeah, and then um, he's also participated in the last two um, ladder match, multi-man ladder matches for the Intercontinental Championship. Um, you know, and I kind of, I kind of use WrestleMania, and maybe that's the incorrect way of like a barometer for someone's career, but the fact that he made it to the big dance in a singles capacity multiple times and has been spotlighted, like you know, as you kind of eloquently retold the story of his career, many different iterations of tag teams and or gimmicks. He had the big match with Stephen Amell last year at SummerSlam. Um, and it seems... It, I guess like we need to wait and see what Cody says kind of was his logic behind asking for his release because it's not like the company wasn't willing to use him right. that type of thing. But it could be that, you know, he's been in the company for 10 years. A lot of people get burnt out on the road. You know, Jericho, I would say, had an even greater run after he took time off and came back. And who's to say Cody couldn't do that as well? You know what I mean? Sure. Um, 
And I, I would like to think that he's, you know, asking for the time away from the business on very amicable terms, considering how long his his family has been a part, not just of the business, but specifically WWE, you know, uh-huh. with, his, with the late, great Dusty Rhodes being a fixture in a uh-huh. lot of these new talents' careers down in NXT and the v- developmental. Um, his brother still works there. His wife still works there. I would, I would like to think that he was professional enough that it was amicable. Maybe he has issues with his current state or status or whatever, you know, mm-hmm. given that he's been in the same multi-man ladder match with a gimmick that probably could use some revision, some revival, maybe going back to the Cody Rhodes thing down the line. Um, I, I fully expect to see him back down the line. Maybe that's in a few years or whatever, but I, I look at this as a good thing for, you know, Cody Runnels the man, if, if that's truly what it is. And again, that's just me speculating. Sure. Sure. Can I even add to the part where you mentioned about family, too? And this is where I wonder if family has something to do with it. Now, you see his wife, Eden, who's a a very nice-looking woman who's getting promoted and pushed more to be the main ring announcer, as we seem like we have an all-woman cast on the ring announcer because— I think it's great. um, Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I think think it's—just to throw that out there, I think that's great, and I think Renee Young should be the first female lead commentator eventually on one of the two main shows. I think think her— It'd be interesting to see her and Mauro Ranallo kind of go, but she um, she seemed pretty good at doing color commentary when they had her do that NXT, but I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, no problem. I, I just wonder if family has something to do because I, I don't know if, like you said, we're making a lot of speculations as Cody as a man. What is his body feeling right now? He's been doing this for 10 years. He is married. He's married to Eden. And by his dad literally passing away and, and what he's you know, known his whole life, within that company, does he need time to just get away from wrestling just to clear his head? Does he need time just to support his wife as, as she's making the jump? Because they can still travel together in the road, but he doesn't have to do the stresses of working out, preparing for the ring. Maybe he can do something as a backstage component, maybe like his father did, help him build up some NXT superstars. Is that something he wants to do? Does he want to go into more of a teaching or training where he can open up his own school? I mean, Cody's only 31, so he's very, very, very young. And by him doing this for 10 years, he's been doing this since he was around 20, 21. It's a time that maybe that we all, you know, adjust ourselves and, and build up. I mean, you and I, in our respective careers, we're currently doing current, currently doing that as educators, excuse me, as we're going through different avenues to, you know, better ourselves in the rank. Because sometimes we just have to step aside to see what's going in our own lifestyles to make sure we elevate ourselves. So I, I think if he did it, like you said, I think it's a, a good time for him to do it because his, his Stardust gimmick is stale. However, he did make it as much as he could for what WWE would allow him to do. But if he can come back as a second time where Cody Rose can return, be, maybe he could be refreshed or maybe he can get to that world title shot that he never got. Um, it, it's so many opportunities. I just hope this is not the end, of the end of his career. And I hope he doesn't go to an ROH or New Japan because to me, his bloodlines, revolves around WWE. He's a definite purebred WWE. Well, not only that, he's he's too big of a star and there's too much money left on the table to go to a smaller promotion. Like, would it be cool to see him mix it up with some of the guys in Ring of Honor? Of course. Do I want him to go in TNA? Absolutely not. Um, he would be a world champion walking into TNA right now. And I don't think oh, that's, that's the type of challenge he's... I would like to think that Cody Rhodes would be looking to do. Um... I think he like like I said I I would like to think he's going to step away and then come back and be even greater and better and more energized and inspired than before. But it also could be a thing, you know, like you said it could be a case of maybe he wants to move on to other endeavors. He certainly has earned 
all of our respect, we all love Cody Rhodes. Um, I would say given, you know, the accolades we've listed off and, you know, the gimmicks, the, you know, rubbing elbows with celebrities in high-profile matches, he's a Hall of Famer in my book, and so is his I brother. I was just about to ask you that. Would you say he's a Hall of Famer based on his career right now? You no, yes. I think he has a resume that is greater than a lot of people they've put in. Like, he's done, in my opinion, The Godfather was a huge star for the, sure. the short run of the Attitude Era, but Cody Rhodes is, um, well, I guess maybe you kind of, if you think about The Godfather, you have to factor in his other gimmicks, too. Yeah. You know, yep. Charles Wright, had maybe, I, maybe that's a bad comparison, but there's other people that he has clearly exceeded with his resume. Mm-hmm. I will say that. Um mm-hmm. It's definitely it's definitely a sad thing, but like I said, maybe this is what's best for Cody Runnels, the man, and um, I guess just shout out to Cody Rhodes and thank you for everything you've done up to this point, and we really hope to see you down the road. I mean, I, how many times do you say you've seen Cody Rhodes wrestle live? It's got to be at least Ooh. five, six, seven times for me. I'd have to go back in my wrestling photo books and look, but I've seen, I think, all but the maybe the dashing Cody Rhodes gimmick. I'm not sure I ever saw that live like you did. Yep. Um, I've seen Stardust um, live at least three times that I can remember. And that's not even including house shows that I, I, I've seen. Well, yeah, time. that's what I'm yeah. saying. Yeah, but, um, oh, man, it, it's been at least six, seven that I've seen him. And every time I've seen Cody, I, it just seems like he gets better and better and better in the ring. His storytelling in the ring was great. I mean, really, I can't – I'm a super fan of him. I can't knock him for what he's done, but it's just so unfortunate to see him. As, and once again, very professionally done. Um, of, of how he went by it, at least in my opinion, that and he's never gotten in trouble for anything that I can remember. I mean, who would have thought, if you thought about the legacy with Cody Rose, Ted DiBiase, and Randy Orton, who would probably be pushed the most out of that? And I thought Cody was probably pushed the most because his character grew the most from that group. Of course, Randy Orton was already solidified, but Randy Orton got his solidification from Evolution. And well, between Ted DiBiase and Cody Rhodes, I wouldn't have thought that Cody Rhodes would have gone this far compared to Ted DiBiase. No, just considering the build and the look, you'd think Ted had it all. And they did try to push him. Yeah. And it didn't work. Right. And Cody did. Cody, like we said, made everything work. Um yeah, I, I don't think there's much left to be said. Um, while I while we're on here, I guess, do you have any kind of final thoughts for Extreme Rules heading into tomorrow? We're recording this on Saturday, uh, May 21st. I, I don't have any. And the fans, go ahead and check out our, you know, what we did for our podcast, you know, prior to this, where we did our Extreme Rules uh, preview. We also have, uh, a, a like, a quid pro quo two-parter of uh, why Roman should keep the title and why AJ should win the title. Those have been very absolutely. well received. Um I don't really have much left to say either. Like, I could throw out a bunch of awesome Finn Balor fantasy booking that I thought of on my my workout today. But, you know, I'm just going to put this out there and maybe I shouldn't do this, but I'm going to. Like, our Extreme Rules preview has not been well listened to. You know, we have access to a lot of statistics. And I don't think that speaks to the quality of our – of what we do. I think we present, you know, a pretty unique perspective on things. Uh-huh. I think we try to keep it real. We try to be fanboys, but also keep it real. And um, I think we try to come at things with a unique angle, like I'm about sure. to right now. But I think that people haven't really listened to our Extreme Rules preview because a lot of it, there's not a lot of intrigue or wow factor. And I think back to WrestleMania 31, where a lot of people weren't very jazzed about that card, but it turned out to be an awesome show. 
I kind of ex- not to the same degree, but I expect the same thing tomorrow. I think sure. we all know what AJ and Roman can do, and I think it's only going to be better. I hope it's a different type of match, given the, the stipulation of Extreme Rules. Um, the only two things that have any real wow potential for me are the women's title, because I still, while I predicted Charlotte would keep it, it w- also would not surprise me, you know, with that stipulation of how Ric Flair could potentially cost her the title if he comes out. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I wonder if you see a finish for a short-term natty run where, like, she's got um, Charlotte in the sharpshooter. Maybe Rick does something stupid where Charlotte doesn't have to tap, but he still costs her the title. But with, you know, Natty having that sharpshooter clearly locked in, that makes her look legitimate. Could be an, It could be an interesting scenario. And then the other thing I look, I'm really looking forward to is the um, the four way for the IC title just because yep. there's so many ways they could go and I think we could clearly say that all four of those competitors in that match are beloved by the people on the show. Um, even the Miz, and especially the Miz. Does that four way IC title match open the show, or do you see another match that open the show? It sure seems like they they like to get the show started hot. If you look back to Payback, they had Sami Zayn and KO and Cesaro and Miz all pretty much dominate the first hour of that show once that tag right. match got cut short due to the Enzo Amore injury. So I would like to think that either that's going to open the show or um, I, I don't know. I think the tag team might open. Maybe the, oh, yeah, or the tag match because New Day can always get the crowd started, right? Do you, so. do you see Enzo making a possible return? Because we haven't heard anything about his concussion updates or anything or being cleared. Do you think we see him return? Um... It's possible, I guess. I don't know. Um, I don't know. My wife's sitting next to me. You think we're going to see Enzo tomorrow night? I hope so. She likes Enzo. We're recording, oh. by the way. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So I just feel really bad. I hope that he recovers. Quickly. You like Enzo? I do. Well, I just don't want anybody to get hurt. Yeah. Who? Don't you tell the people listening, are you going to watch Extreme Rules tomorrow? Are you intrigued? I will watch it tomorrow. We have people coming over, so I think she's obligated yes. to be in the room. <laughs> we're going to get wings from Pizza Hut. What... Do you think Natty's going to win the title? I love Natty. I hope so. Yeah, she's a huge Natty fan. Um, Special guest appearances on the podcast. I know. This is her debut. She's been next to me while recording. Um, yeah. I, I guess there's not much left to say about that show. Um, I don't know. I, I, I want to have some sort of a hot take on it, but there's not much to have a hot take on. Like Anything that I think could be super crazy awesome i've either already stated or i don't think is realistic like do i think aj styles is actually going to win the title it would be amazing i would run around my living room like i did when the patriots intercepted that ball at the end of super bowl 49 you know a little over a year <laughs> a lot ago of expletives, i'm assuming it was in that room um no comment um <laughs> um but i don't think that's actually going to happen i think we all know seth rollins is about to return yeah and why would you have Seth Rollins return, who clearly has a vested stake in a future title match that he should get immediately upon return when he gets back? Why would you have AJ take the title if you're going to do that? It makes more sense to have Roman and Seth go, you know, go for the title. Um, exactly. You can even get Dean involved. God, I hope they do do something really nice for him after this Jericho thing. Deal. Thankfully, wraps up. Slam. I'm gonna keep sprinkling that for you because you've been calling it for so long. I have, but. The more, I, the more I think about it, the more I think you might see John Cena and Roman Reigns. Because I think 
they are they're going to do that match now because they want to do him him and Taker or even Roman and Taker if they can get Taker to come out one more time at WrestleMania in Orlando next year. Mm-hmm. But I I don't see. I, I think what you it's such there's such a natural natural excuse me mechanism built in for AJ kind of splintering off where you've got to think there's going to be some dissension in the ranks with the club where you could where you could eventually transition Finn Balor into the main show is done in a little less than three weeks in the cage um, that's where I think AJ's headed but I think you know a lot of people say oh they're just burying AJ Styles not at all he's not been. At all. You know, if you look at the matches he's had on pay-per-view, Royal Rumble, the two Jericho matches, and then this these two matches with Roman, three out of the five of them were the main event of that pay-per-view. Absolutely. There's and, and AJ Styles was clearly a highlight of that Royal Rumble. He was a clear selling point, clear surprise. Um, I don't think they buried AJ Styles at all. He's a bigger star now than he ever was. He's making Roman look good and making himself look good at the same time. So whenever he does have his title run, it'll be worth it. The money when it happens. I, I, yeah, I, I could see him, his title run, not being during like a major like SummerSlam WrestleMania season, although, again, would love it. I'm a huge AJ Styles fan, but um, I was just looking at my AJ Styles autograph, by the way. Did I tell you I met AJ? No. It was a TNA house show when I was in college in 08, I want to say. Okay. In the okay. summer, my buddy and I went, and um, TNA did a cool thing where most of the talents – would sign and talk to fans ringside after the main event was done. And we met like AJ and ODB, Tracy Brooks, um, uh, super Eric, AKA Eric young suicide, AKA Christopher Daniels. Um, I met JB Joe, Joe was champion at the time and he was signing in the ring. You had to pay to meet Joe and I wasn't going to do that. He wrestled, by the way, he, he wrestled Scott Steiner in the main event of that show. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. Wow. Um, those are some funny pictures to go back and look at. Uh, no sting and no angle on that show, though. Gotcha. But anyways, um, I don't actually. What my main point was, I don't expect AJ to win, so it's hard for me to get too ramped up about that match. And I think as wrestling fans, we're kind of we're almost too smart enough in a way to know when something could legitimately happen or not. And I think for sure, in a way, we're guarding ourselves from disappointment. For sure. Because like I'm not gonna like mark out for every AJ thing tomorrow night like I would for you know Daniel Bryan in the main event of WrestleMania when you clearly know Daniel Bryan got a pretty good shot at winning here. Yeah. Based on the way the story is going. And it's not like you put you put Roman in the main event of WrestleMania to have him drop the title a few months later. Or if Cody Rhodes was in this main event, then I can mark out just as much. (laughs) Bringing it all full circle. Yeah. Um, do you have any other anything else for the the common good before we sign off? Oh, just a side two things. A side note: as I'm watching, you know, people are going to be watching the game tonight. See Todd Grisham on ESPN, so it's always good to see a former uh, wrestling announcer continue to have success. Is there like a Todd UFC Grisham. thing, or what was he doing on there? Uh, he's actually just hosting Sports Center prior to the NBA Countdown preview show. Coming oh, tonight game is that game um, on ABC or ESPN? Just e- ESPN tonight. It's okay, ESPN. gotcha. So we want free plugs for ESPN. Pay us. Um, Pay us. That's a side note. But uh, what I want to do is, is close out just by saying, uh, Cody Rose, as as Silly Sellers is a super fan of your, your a fan of yours. Excuse me. Thank you for everything that you have done, not only for yourself for your company. You have made your dad proud in the legacy that you're leaving behind him and continue to do behind him. Um, and I know you continue to grow on your own and make your smart choices. So just thank you for your entertainment. I will still continue to be a fan. I hope you return soon. And 
Uh, please just continue to do well by yourself, both inside the ring, outside the ring. Take care of your family with Eden and your brother, Dustin, um, and just everybody in your family. Just continue to do great things. Just thank you for all you've done. Very well said. I'm not even going to try and top that. I'll just say that uh, the one thing you can do to make Marcellus happy is to somehow find a way into the third installment of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Michael Bay franchise. Yes, yes. I, I think that would, that, that would make Marcellus very happy. Um I saw the new trailer, or at least it was a clip where uh, Seamus has his transformation into Rocksteady. That was interesting. Uh-huh. It's weird. It's weird seeing a giant rhinoceros sound like Seamus, but it's all good. <laughs> I can't wait for this movie, June third. Please go see it. Yeah, I guess get one more piece of business before we sign off. Um, I got the notification in in our podcast email um, that we are now featured on the Google Play Store. They have yep, their own podcast excellent. network for the. I mean, we put in, we applied to be on the Google Play Store several months ago. It's just that they hadn't launched their podcast network yet um, for the Android users. So if you're an Android listener and you don't like listening on your browser through our SoundCloud page or whatever, you know, jump on the Google Play Podcast Store and free download, subscribe, rate, review. Um, check us out on there. We're all, all of the episodes we've done since we relaunched prior to WrestleMania are on there. And I should say also, as another piece of business, that all of the old episodes from the old server, and I'm talking like up to like episode 70, maybe a little bit farther than that, are no longer on the YouTube or SoundCloud or the podcast page because our subscription has um, expired with our current server. And what I think we can probably start doing in the next few months is maybe doing some throwback programming where like we throw up our SummerSlam predictions or reactions from last year's SummerSlam right before SummerSlam this year type of thing. Because I, sure. I still have all those episodes on my hard drive. It's just they're not available online anymore. I know we sound so different now than what we did back then early on. Wow. Oh, we sucked. We were horrible. <laughs> <laughs> no, we didn't suck. But we, I, it, I, I almost cringe to want to go back and listen to like episodes 1 through 30 because we were trying to figure out what the show was. And we're and so to great. be to be honest, we're still kind of figuring out what the show is um, a year later because we started this in late May before Extreme Rules last year. So it's been a year. We didn't really do like a year anniversary thing or anything, but it has been a year. Happy anniversary. Happy, oh, happy anniversary. We're going to have to go on a date later, I guess. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, Aaron's paying. Just kidding. The one, the one, I guess, to kind of foreshadow where we're headed, the one thing we talked about wanting to do is maybe getting away so much of let's talk about all the hot news that happened this week because you're already going to get that on like a thousand other podcasts that have way more listeners than this one does. So the idea is to grow our audience. Let's try and give people something they're not already getting, something unique. And we kind of look at this more of like like today where Cody Rhodes asked for his release. Well, let's jump on and talk about that because not only is that breaking, but we kind of look at it like a snapshot of the week. Like we don't need to break down raw for you. Lord knows you had enough raw with the three hours on Monday. What we'd like to do is give you hot takes or perspectives on the topics of the week. Like instead of like a pay-per-view preview for what's the next one, money in the bank, Monday, my favorite money in the bank. Maybe we, we come on and just say, you know, which superstars not in Money in the Bank that should be, and then we could close with like who's going to win Money in the Bank and what's the fantasy booking, but like maybe not necessarily making a prediction for the Kalisto match on the card because I don't think people want to tune in to hear our predictions for a Kalisto match. Maybe I'm wrong, but I don't think so. 
But we can do a power ranking of the members that will be in the Money in Bank match. Our power rankings of who we think we could win, you know, who's the sixth chance, like the Vegas betting, who's the sixth favorite, fifth favorite, or so on. Yeah, or maybe we could, like, um, we could equate, like, each person in Money in the Bank to, like, a character from an Eric Carl book. And, like, yeah. like, Kevin Owens is clearly the very hungry caterpillar. And not just because of the gut. No, that was just really random because I'm looking at an Eric Carl book in this room right now. But you know what I mean, something like that. Um, Absolutely. But just, I guess that's kind of where we're headed with this, just to give you kind of a perspective. And if you're if you're with that, keep listening. And if not, then go away, I guess. I don't know what to tell you. No, don't go away. Just go away and then come back. Go away and then come back, I guess. Take a break. You know, this is free, so don't be too demanding of us, but... Let us know what you think. We're on Google Play now, so check that out um, at BGB Group. I'm assuming Marcellus is going to be all over the Twitter machine tomorrow. Night. I will. I will, and I'm back on my Monday Night Live Raw tweetings now. Class is over. All right. Well, that's a that's a good thing to look forward to. He's always got a hot take, um, and like the most insane fantasy booking you've ever heard. <laughs> um. Like a lot, like the Ninja Turtles fantasy booking he gave on the last episode. That you'll I, have and to... I will be tweeting Ninja Turtles to promote that and Extreme Rules. Just get the ready, fans. You'll see that coming. Not gonna lie, Michael Bay probably doesn't need your help promoting that movie. But... He probably doesn't. He probably doesn't. Yeah, but um, let's go ahead and get out of here, and we'll get back with you guys um, with reactions to whatever happens tomorrow. Um, but again, Natty winning the women's championship. You heard that here multiple times first all right uh this is uh for marcellus this is aaron big gold belt wrestling podcast enjoy extreme rules uh shouts out to cody rhodes and we'll talk to you guys on the flippy flop